The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the decade-long dominance of Penn football in the 1890s. College football was born on 3 p.m. on November 6, 1869, when Rutgers defeated Princeton 6-4. The 1870s, was a decade dominated by Princeton as they had eight undefeated seasons. This was followed in the 1880s by a decade of dominance by Yale, who also had eight undefeated seasons, two of which were led by the legend Walter Camp. In the 1900s, the Michigan Wolverines dominated as they stormed out of the gates, going undefeated from 1901 to the last game of 1905. The 1910 decades? Well, that was the decade of John Heisman and Georgia Tech, and Pop Warner and Pitt. The 1920s followed, and that spawned the likes of the Cal Wonder teams with Andy Smith, followed by Newt Rockney and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But in the 90s, it was Penn Quaker football. I believe the echoes of history may have lost track of the dominance of this Penn team during that decade. From 1894 to 1897, Penn posted three undefeated seasons in four years, a 34-game winning streak, and went 55 and one. In fact, from 1894 to 1898, they had a record of 67 and two. It all started in 1890. Penn posted an 11 and three record that included six shutouts. The 1891 season, Penn went 11 and two, shutting out the first four teams they face, only suffering losses to Princeton and Yale. After the 1891 season, George Woodruff was hired as head coach at Penn, and his teams came storming out of the gate. The first game of the season, they defeated Swarthmore 22 to nothing, followed by a 20 to nothing defeat of Penn State, and then a 56 to nothing defeat of Haverford. They shut out the first nine teams they faced. The closest game was a 16 to nothing defeat of Navy. The most lopsided was a 78 to nothing defeat of Dixon. After that 15 and one season in 1893. George Woodruff's Penn Quakers began the season with back-to-back shutouts of Franklin and Marshall 48 to nothing and Gettysburg 74 to nothing en route to a 12 and 3 season where they posted eight shutouts. And then the dominance really kicked in. In 1894, Penn went 12 and 0. They posted nine shutouts. They started the season with a 34 to nothing defeat of Franklin and Marshall. Second week of the season, they defeated Swarthmore 66 to nothing. They went on to beat Crescent Athletic Club 22 to 0 and Georgetown 46 to 0 and Lehigh 30 to 0 before anyone scored on them. It was a sixth game of the season where someone did score on them and it was Crescent Athletic Club, but they defeated them 80 to 10. They went on to post this undefeated 12 and 0 season and that just set up the 1895 season. The 1895 season 
Penn went 14-0. They posted 10 shutouts. They began the season with back-to-back 40-0 wins over Swarthmore and then Bucknell, and then a 42-0 defeat of Franklin and Marshall. They shut out the first 10 teams they faced. Only once in that span did they score less than 30 points. The 1896 season then followed, where his Penn Quakers went 14-1, posting 11 shutouts. The lone loss was to Lafayette, 6-4, in the ninth game of the season. Now, to put this in perspective, and not to ruin the end for you, but had they defeated Lafayette instead of losing, they would have completed their third consecutive undefeated season. And as they went undefeated the next season, they would have had four undefeated seasons. They entered that game against Lafayette with a 34-game winning streak. And had they defeated Lafayette, and again, they did not, they lost 6-4, to four, they would have posted a 56-game winning streak going into the 1898 season. We'll come back to that in a moment. But this 1896 team was a devastating match for any opponent. They defeated Franklin and Marshall 24 to nothing to start the season, Gettysburg 30 to nothing, and Bucknell 40 to nothing. Following the 1896 season, in 1897, as we mentioned, this team ran the table 15 and 0, 12 shutouts. But it was the only team in that stretch from 1894 to 1897 to allow two teams to score over 10 points. This is how dominating Penn was. That 1897 team was special. They had four All-American players, back Johnny Mines, and Sam Boyle, guard Truxton Hare, and tackle John Outland. That same John Outland, where the Outland Award is named after him, given to the nation's best interior linemen. The 1897 team started the season with a 17-0 defeat of Bucknell and defeated Franklin and Marshall 33-0. Five times they scored over 40 points, twice over 50 points. There are two games where they scored over 50 points. They defeated Gettysburg 57 to nothing and Lehigh 58 to nothing. Utter dominance. Going into the 1898 season, they had posted a 55 and 1 record in the previous four seasons. The 1898 season started with a 41 to nothing defeat of Franklin and Marshall. That was followed by a 50 to nothing defeat of Gettysburg, a 40 to nothing defeat of Penn State and a 50 to nothing defeat of Mansfield. They did not lose until the ninth game of the season, a 10 to nothing loss to Harvard. So I hearken back to that October 24th, 1896 loss that Penn suffered at the hands of Lafayette six to four. Had they won that game, they would have put together a 65 game winning streak. Well, the 1898 season ended where the team went 15 and 0, as we mentioned, They shut out the first nine teams they faced, and it finally culminated with a five-year stretch of a 67-2 record, a decade of dominance. Penn, in the subsequent years that followed, went on to play in the 1917 Rose Bowl and spawned such gridiron greats like Chuck Benarek. But for one brief period of time, nestled somewhere between the likes of Walter Camp and Yost Heisman and Warner, there was the dominance, T90s, of the Penn Quakers. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. (laughs) 